What are we looking at here is a film review podcast. There will be significant spoilers in every episode, so if you haven't seen the movies I'm discussing, please do pause here and go see them before continuing. I talk about all kinds of films and all kinds of topics, so some content may not appeal to you. You can check out the content warnings in the show notes and decide if this episode is right for you. What are we looking at here? Everybody. Welcome to the show. Today we're looking at the song The Star Wars That I Used to Know and the tendency to equate the ability to hurt others with strength. The song is a parody by Teddy Films of Gautier's Someone That I Used to Know. It describes some things that some of the fandom find irritating about how George Lucas changed the tone of his stories over time. The song talks about graphics versus practical effects, having Greedo shoot first, making it hard to find the original trilogy in its theatrical release form, stuff like that. They're not sure if they like the inclusion of midichlorians. They're heard about the apparent attitude toward fan response. But then they start talking about Darth Vader, and one line stands out to me. I choked people with the force until they died. Then you told them all my history and took away my masculinity. If Teddy Films or other fans don't feel that Anakin the guy we meet is as cool a backstory for the Darth Vader that we technically met first, I can't fault them there. When we meet a character, we infuse it with things we think are cool, what we imagine might be true about them and what kinds of things sound interesting to us about their prior journey. Any time the story goes somewhere we hadn't expected based on what we imagined, we can feel disappointed, because we had fallen in love with the characters and the story that we had imagined. But at the end of the day, the artist is the one who's telling the story, and whether we like it or not, the artist gets to say what happened to that character and who that character is underneath their superficial aspects. The best stories, I suppose, are the ones where the artist's creation of a character jives with the audience's notions about that character. Or, alternately, when the artist doesn't allow 20 years of fan response to elapse before telling us the next chapter in the story. It's hard to trump two decades of fan expectations, not gonna lie. But that line about Darth Vader is very interesting in its assertion that the prequel trilogy took away Darth Vader's masculinity by learning more about him, by exploring how a regular person could be swayed by the dark side and become evil, by having us learn his history. The implication is that being just truly dark and pretty evil is somehow more cool than being a real person, who became the way he was and did the things he did, for reasons that we could be expected to understand. The issue here is several fold. We associate dark behavior with strength and power. 
we associate male behavior with dark behavior. We associate femininity with weakness, even though the women in the films are routinely quite capable in every way. We associate people being manipulated and frightened with weakness, so we don't like the backstory that tells us he was just a person like the rest of us, even though we knew a backstory would give us, you know, Vader's backstory. We didn't necessarily want to see it, because ultimately we wanted to believe a few things the backstory reveals to be illusions. We wanted to believe that Vader was somehow inherently evil, so that we could distance ourselves from what we feel is evil or bad. We can't be evil or bad. That's something you're born with. Either you're born evil, or you're okay. What a wonderful way for us to feel better about ourselves. We may not be perfect, but we weren't born evil, like the two-dimensional Darth Vader character striding around with no complexity killing people. Making his character black and white makes it a lot easier for us to tell ourselves, we're nothing like that, we're good, we're fine. And we want so much to believe that about ourselves. Real people make mistakes, and have conflicts, and are disappointing. Real people question their own worth. Having Vader be truly inherently evil helps us make that strong contrast with our own little faults and failings. Of course, it's not just about wanting to feel like we're good people. It's also about wanting to feel smart. We don't want to believe how easy it is for people, smart, good people, to be manipulated into doing things that they otherwise wouldn't do. We don't want to think about how easy it is to be fooled. Watching Palpatine manipulate Anakin comes as no surprise to us. We already knew that the Emperor sways Vader to the dark side. But sitting there listening to Palpatine, realizing that he makes a lot of sense, actually, realizing that if he weren't a megalomaniac who wanted to subjugate the galaxy, we might follow Palpatine, too. Seeing how skillfully Palpatine takes Anakin's words and feelings, and the perfectly ordinary questions and concerns that any young man might have, and turns them into pictures of fear against which only the dark side can prevail. Listening to that, we understand completely why Anakin chose Palpatine, and that's scary to us, because if someone as strong and talented as Darth Vader can be manipulated, then what hope do we have? We'd rather imagine that the dark side itself, some incontrovertible formless thing, plucked Anakin out of a crowd and made him evil and that he and the Emperor just met at a dark side mixer. We don't like to think that our seven-foot-tall, super-cool bad guy was really just... tricked. Tricked by a shell-game conman in an alley. We also don't want to believe that being afraid is as destructive as it is. Anakin is swayed by the dark side because he's dealing with all the fears that come up in our adolescence and young adulthood all the fears of being a man and a human. Unlike Darth Vader, Anakin is going through the growing up that all of us go through, and the things he's afraid of, like losing the people he loves, are the things that we're all afraid of. So if his fear is that destructive, and he's just this one guy, 
What does that mean about the destruction our fears are doing? What kind of negative effect is our fear having on ourselves, our loved ones, our society, our world? We don't want to think that we can do that much damage. We don't want to think that we too might be capable of the kind of evil we see in Darth Vader in the Empire. But we also don't want to consider the alternative, that we might be expected to feel compassion for someone who seems on the surface to be bad. We just want to be good and mad at the people we think are messing things up, or making them worse, or being mean. We don't want to take their backstory into consideration, or get to know them, or see what the world looks like from their perspective. What if that kind of compassion makes us easier to manipulate? What if it makes us easier to fool? What if having compassion for someone somehow caused us to excuse their bad behavior, or allow it to continue? We can totally feel compassion for someone while at the same time punishing them for wrongdoing. But that's not the point. The point is that it's easier not to do that, not to be expected to do that. The point is that layers and complexities and gray areas are places of uncertainty, and we do not like that. We prefer simple. We prefer black and white. And knowing that, using that preference, is exactly how the Emperor is able to manipulate Anakin in the first place. Let's revisit that first thing we said. We associate dark behavior with strength and power, and with being interesting and cool. Why would that be? Especially when we clearly prefer a Darth Vader who was through and through a bad guy, why would we see that as cool? Part of the answer is probably pretty boring. Life has not always been civilized, and when it's kill or be killed, the ones who are willing and able to kill are the ones who survive, and who can therefore protect others. When it's kill or be killed, the ones who survive are strong, and the ones who want to survive hope to emulate that strength. The entire Star Wars franchise revolves around that debate, between the light side and the dark side of the Force, is the one who kills the strong one, or is it the one who saves? I searched for other film characters who were wholly good, in hopes of offering a contrast to Darth Vader's coolness factor. But almost the only one I could find who was regarded as masculine, strong, powerful, authoritative, and interesting, while also being thoughtful, kind, fair, analytical, detached, in control of his emotions, and willing to look at all sides of a problem, was Captain America. I know there are others, but his example stood out the most, perhaps just because it's most current. I'm sure I may be wrong, but I'm just forgetting someone in the extravaganza that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I can't immediately think of any other main character in the MCU, except possibly Ant-Man Scott, who's so wholly entirely good. Everyone has darkness in them that they've struggled with and vanquished, mostly, to become better people and better heroes. Is it that Teddy Films is onto something, and only the unabashed darkness of a character is cool? That in a literal sea of complex, flawed characters, 
There are only one or two who just know who they are and do what's best and are consistent. So for some reason all the flaws and dark bits must be the more entertaining thing to watch. But all the bits are entertaining to watch. The MCU characters really are complex, yet almost without exception are basically good or are redeemed. Many of them are women, so stereotype masculinity isn't particularly part of the equation. So why are we thrilled to see the complex, very realistic struggles of MCU characters, their humanity, their history, their failures, but then complain that we didn't want to see that in Star Wars? Why would seeing the soul-searching backstory of Loki make him a hundred times more interesting, but somehow ruins Darth Vader? Maybe the answer lies in how old the complainers were when they first saw Star Wars A New Hope. If they were kids, like I was, and Vader represented darkness, and Luke represented light, and good fought evil, and good won, then that story is really simple, and really uplifting and encouraging. Little kids will soak that message up into their pores, into their souls. Maybe once they were the grown-ups in the audience, being asked to shift from that visceral childhood experience to one with layers and complexities and flawed characters and ambiguity was just really hard to do. They might appreciate the character journeys in the MCU very much, while still wanting Vader to be wholly dark, because Vader seemed strong to a child, and that's the part of them that remembers Darth Vader. The MCU characters may resonate very differently with their current experience of being grown-up, of life being complicated, of things being a bit shit sometimes, of choices being difficult and outcomes uncertain. But if they were kids when they met Darth Vader and Luke, then having Anakin be an ordinary person with ordinary failings just doesn't seem... right. It pulls the rug out from under what kids might perceive as a strong pillar, a parameter of the definitions and rules of the world. It reminds them that we're not kids now, and life isn't so explainable anymore. It brings up that worst of all possible feelings. If even Vader isn't clear-cut dark, and everything we thought we knew about him was incomplete, then is there anything in this world that we can trust? If good and evil aren't strictly defined, black and white, light or dark, then how do we know we're fighting evil? Everything in a galaxy with a real Anakin instead of a cool Vader is just a lot more ambiguous. And ambiguous things, by their nature, aren't as easy to understand or control. What happened to the Star Wars that we used to know? The same thing that happened to all of us, as we grew up looking for answers and guarantees and identity and power. It grew up too. It showed us what we unfortunately already knew. That being human means we're each capable of great good and great harm. That the rules don't always make sense, and the pillars don't really hold anything up. That living in the real world just isn't as cool. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed it, please spread the word. 
If you want to check out my other content, you can visit my website at www.smrcooper.com. I hope you have a good week and that things go your way. And if you get a chance, watch a movie.